Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and Football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm here to talk about Manchester United's 4-0 win away in the Europa League, the UEFA Europa League, uh, against Real Sociedad, which is I think how you say their name, Spanish team of course, uh, but 4-0 win away, 4 away goals, which is incredible, which is very, very good, very good start, uh, and of course they still have to visit Old Trafford, uh, I think it is in a week isn't it, on the ne- next week Thursday, so we'll see how that goes, very, very good performance today, I've only got a few little, what could could what could be considered uh, nitpicky sort of negative things, but just, just a couple of things I think that we did sort of wrong today and yes I know we won 4-0 very positive I'm very very happy overall but uh, you you do still have to point out the problems even when you do win 4-0 um, but good performance today uh, lots of positive things to note about the team um, it, a, a kind of interesting tactical thing that Ollie was doing with the front three in this game kind of swapping people around a bunch which Annoyed me at certain parts in the game, but then overall kind of realised it, it it was working in the end, but it's not something that I would necessarily do, I suppose. Because um, you started Rashford up front in this game, had Greenwood on the right and James on the left, and then I noticed that they, they just kept switching between those three different positions. And hey, look, at the end of the day, if we win 4-0 and that works out, then that's great, but... Uh, I don't know, on, on on another day I don't think that that works necessarily, but uh, overall really, really happy with the performance today, and uh, let's get into some things. Um, Bruno Fernandes, first goal, a very, very good goal with that, a bit of a defensive um, mistake there, but he put it away for the first goal. Uh, Bruno played very, very well today, got his two goals of course, so it was 1-0 before half-time, I'm just going to kind of read through, through the summary and uh, cover the goals and things. As we go through, uh, then uh, a ball through from Rashford, which was to either Dan James or Fernandez. Went to Dan James, he gets the assist, plays it through to Bruno. A very good finish, actually. It didn't look like the easiest goal to kind of score. He sort of stumbled slightly as he shot, but hey, if you can stumble slightly and still get the ball on target and score, then uh, then you've done something pretty well. But uh, two very good goals from Bruno Fernandez today. He really kind of did uh, well. He, he he always kind of sticks out, doesn't he? Because he's Probably our best player. Uh, I mean, who comes close? Uh, I don't really know. Pogba, maybe. But uh, very good, very good two goals from Bruno Fernandez, and uh, an assist for Dan James, who started today, played ninety minutes, so that was good. That was interesting. Uh, then uh, Matic came on for McTominay. Um, I'll get into player ratings, obviously, in the in the second half, and kind of go through players individually. Then Rashford finally scored after missing two chances. Uh, through ball from Fred. Rashford managed to score that, a good just sort of goal through through on goal, so that was 3-0. Then uh, Dan James scored an offside goal, but Greenwood was the one offside. The ball was played through by, I think it was Rashford, maybe. Uh, Greenwood had the ball down the left-hand side, passed it across to Dan James, who wasn't offside, and uh, Dan James did score. But it was given offside, uh, not for Dan James, but for Mason Greenwood. That first pass, who I think it was from Rashford. Because um, I think at that point, Rashford was on the left, James was on the right, and Greenwood was in the middle. Um, so uh, that was a bit unfortunate. It did look more, more clearly offside than what the... Because they tried to call offside for the second Bruno goal. The one that uh, James got the assist from. But that one wasn't offside. Uh, but this one was, unfortunately. Uh, then... Um, Dan James with the with the, then we made a couple of subs. I'll talk about some of that other stuff in a minute and get into some uh, tactical things 
I'm just kind of covering the goals at the moment. Then uh, Eric Bailey plays the ball through down the right-hand side. Dan James just sprints all the way down the right-hand side, scores a goal. So a lot of goals where the ball's been played through, apart from probably the first goal, which was sort of a, a, a defensive mistake that Bruno cleaned up. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's like I said before. I know it's it's different with different teams that we play against. It does depend on that, but... Um, we do need to look more at how we can use the speed in this team because when you've got a front three of James, Greenwood and Rashford, all of which are quite fast, James is probably the fastest, then maybe Rashford, then maybe Greenwood, um, and you kind of interchange them a bit, if that actually does work, which is what it did today, um, then uh, then you can really use the pace of the team, which is quite good. Uh, you, you've got to, when you play a front three of those and you're kind of interchanging them, You've got to find ways of playing those players in behind. Because when you play the ball directly to them and they have to beat a player. I think Greenwood's probably the best at that out of those three. Dan James doesn't quite do that so much. Rashford Rashford does it now and again. Greenwood's quite good at that. But you've got to find ways to play the ball in behind those players. So that we can run onto the ball and and then create something. Which we did. You know, three or four times today, which was great. So, yeah, very, very good with that. Uh, on a good, big positive note, uh, Ahmed Diallo made his debut. Um, I had no kind of like, you know, don't need to pile the expectations on him at that point. I think we were 4 0 up by then. Uh, no, sorry, we were 3 0 up because I remember when James scored, Diallo was on, on the left hand side. Really kind of funny situation there where we bring in Diallo and Palestri to be the right wingers. And I'm not trying to nitpick here, I'm just kind of pointing something out. Because this this is something that was a mistake that was made today, but could be more of a mistake in the future. So we take Greenwood, I think it was Greenwood that came, was it Greenwood that came off for, who actually came off for Diallo? Um, Greenwood, Greenwood was supposed to be on the right, and James was supposed to be on the left with Rashford up front. So you bring Greenwood off, who's the right winger at that point. You bring Diallo on, who was specifically signed to play on the right wing, and Palestri as well, but Palestri's been in the uh, under-23s or, or something, and then you put Diallo on the left. <laughs> That's such an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing to do, it really, really is. How many times have I pointed out that like this player's out of position, this player's out of position, and it's causing this problem and that problem, and look, you know, we still won 4-0 really good, it could have been a bigger mistake the consequences of that could have been worse in a bigger game or in a worse sort of scoreline because uh, we we're obviously 3-0 up at that point. But why do you sign somebody who's specifically supposed to play on the right and you put them on the left? That's such an Ollie thing to do. It really, really is. Like with putting Rashford on the right or something. Because what you could have done at that point, I think Martial was on the pitch at that point. Put Martial through the middle. Yes, I know I've said that Martial isn't a striker. But at that point... Put him in the middle, put James on the left, and put Diallo on the right. And then you just put Diallo on the left. I noticed it straight away as well. Because he sort of he was kind of walking on the pitch from the left-hand side of the pitch. Because that's where the subs came on. Um, and I was like, oh, he's surely going to like walk all the way over to the pitch. But no, he just stood there. And then he was on the left. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, he had a couple of touches on the ball, didn't he? He had that little run. He tried to do a little bit of skill. Look, we can't we can't criticise him at all. He's played eight minutes for Manchester United. Uh, I thought he looked kind of bright. I thought he looked good. And look, one really positive thing that I'll say. In terms of our wingers, our actual wingers, and people that have played on the wing... Greenwood, who's been a regular on the wing. Yes, I'd put him up front. Martial, who's a winger. 
James, Rashford and Diallo. I really like that set of players. I really, really do. Um, now, obviously, for me, I would take one of them out, which would be Greenwood, because you put him up front. So then, then you then you kind of got a situation where, to me, I would be playing Martial on the right. If I want to play Martial, which I wouldn't at the moment because he's out of form, put hit, put him or Diallo on the right and put Rashford or James on the left. Just keep it simple. None of this sort of like playing Pogba on the wing, playing Rashford on the wing, whatever. Just keep it simple because a lot of those players, Greenwood, who's what, 19, Martial's still relatively young. He's what, 23, 24. James is 23. Rashford's 23. And Diallo's 19. All of them still kind of develop, and I know a couple of those a bit older than some of the others. You know, you've got Greenwood and Diallo, who are the two young ones there. But you've still got players who are kind of like under 25, still sort of developing bits of their game. Stop switching them around all over the place. Because um, like I said, with somebody like Rashford, if you're Rashford and you know, okay, I'm probably playing this week, because you know, you're Marcus Rashford. I would like to play on the left, but Oli might play me on the right this week, but I'm not sure. You're actually not sure of what he's going to do. Um, I wonder how Diallo felt about that as well. I just, I just kind of would be interested in those little insights. Gets He gets brought into the team, and when he's been playing for the under-23s, I'm pretty sure he's been playing on the right. And you come in and Oli said, you, you, you're ready to go on the pitch, you know, you're raring to go. He probably is, because he's probably quite excited to make his debut. It's an exciting thing for a young player. And for an older player as well. And Oli says to you, you're playing on the left wing. I just I just wonder, because we don't get to see often like the thoughts of these players and where they're playing, kind of what's going on on the pitch. Um, but I would be interested to know players like Rashford and Diallo. Like Diallo in that situation when Oli says to him, because somebody was going to say to him, okay, this is where you're playing. You're playing on the right. We're going to put um, James... Uh, so you're playing on the left. Um... Uh, James would be playing on the right and then Martial up front. All you have to do is switch your wingers at that point. Um, but I, I, I just kind of wonder what happens to a player when they're being told like, okay, you're playing in this position or that position, whatever. So, uh, But really, really good performance today, like I said. Um, we didn't really have much of that sort of sideways, backwards passing. That's one of the things that we do that really annoys me. So that was good to see that we didn't do... We did, we did a little bit. You have to do a little bit of it now and again. You can't always pass the ball forward, but... We do it in, in uh, an annoying way sometimes. Um, Want to talk about the two midfield players, uh, the two central midfield players, Fred and McTominay. Um, interesting to see tonight that McTominay did actually get forward a lot more. And it's really good to see. It's really, really good when McTominay, who is the box-to-box player... Get forward a lot. So many people on on like on social media and that still say like, oh, we're playing two CDMs. McTominay's not a CDM. He isn't. Fred is, but McTominay isn't. But really good to see him get forward. I think there was a point where like he had the ball on the sl- slightly on the right hand side, ran through on the goal, got got a shot on target. That's what I want to see McTominay doing. Either that or those shots from the edge of the box that he's really good at. But when whenever we're about to sort of like cross the ball in or we're playing the forward pass, I want McTominay to be doing that. Fred, on the other hand, is still for some reason being told to get forward. Now, let me just ask you this as an audience. When has Fred... When when, when Fred has been past the halfway line, not before the halfway line, but when he's gone past the halfway line, when has Fred ever made a good forward pass? Because I can't think of one. If I was in charge of the team or whatever, which I'd love to do, by the way, um, I would say to Fred, I don't want you ever crossing that halfway line because I don't want you involved in the attack. And there's no disrespect to Fred, it's just that's not what he's in the team to do. 
Um, there's so many times today where I saw Fred breaking up the play, winning the ball and passing it off to somebody. That's what I want to see Fred doing. And he does do it, but he just gets involved in the attack too much as well. Um, so yeah, and there was a couple of times as well where we had the ball near, you know, near sort of the edge of the box trying to make something happen. Fred and McTominay were on the edge of the box, and then Fred's the one that decides to move forward. I'm like, no, no, that should be McTominay. So, yeah, um, but just, just a little kind of, um, thing I noticed with that today. That Fred was still getting forward. And I get it. He wants to get involved. You know. That's still really good. It's it's a good um, attitude to see him have. Because you want players to have a good positive attitude. But just, uh, just. Just just stay in your own half. Just just do the defensive work. Pass the ball to somebody. And that's your job done. That That is Fred's job. Win the ball. And just pass it to somebody. And then we can play the ball forward from there. Whoever gets it. And then McTominay can go forward. He can get the ball. Do something with it. And then you kind of move on from there. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've talked about the front three. Fernandez obviously always plays at ten anyway, which is his position. Talked about Fred and McTominay. Talked about Diallo. Good to see him come on though. Um, it it was good. I was getting a little bit frustrated. You know, time was sort of ticking on seventieth minute, seventy fifth, and then he comes on in the eighty second minute, which is which is a bit of an Ollie time sort of sub. So it was a little bit frustrating that it was late, but uh, good to see him nonetheless. But just uh, please play him on the right wing, which is the position that you signed him for. So, yeah, uh, good good lead to take into the um, second leg. I don't know if Sociedad, Real Sociedad, will be able to get back into this game. Uh, I thought they looked good at certain points. They do, of course, had to have uh, David Silva, or David Silva. From Real Madrid. Uh, Mon... What's that guy's name? Monreal. Uh, who played for Arsenal. And then they've of course got uh, one of our former players. Adnan Yanazai. Who I think we sold to Dortmund. And then he must have gone. I think he went to Sunderland at one point or something. And now he's at Real Sociedad. I thought he looked kind of bright today. Uh, it'd be good to have him on the right wing. For Manchester United. Because he still looks like kind of a bright player. Um, but yeah. So. Um, there we go. But uh, yeah. Sociedad didn't offer too much. But they have a couple of good players as well. So. There we go. That's kind of my thoughts on the game, on the goals. Um, one other thing I just want to say as well. Um, I'm seeing a lot of hate just continued for Dan James. And I don't want to sound like I'm sticking up for him. Or like I've got a, too much of a positive agenda for him. But if somebody can tell me. One, what Dan James does wrong in this team. And two, what he did wrong in this game specifically. Other than the one chance that he probably should have scored. Um... Like, it, it it was a pretty good chance. He probably should have scored. I'm not going to give him, like, credit for that. Or not going to, like, dismiss that. But if somebody can tell me why he's so hated at this football club. And what he's done wrong. I'd, 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 I'd love to know. And I'm not having a go at anybody. I would just like to have that discussion. Which is kind of the point of doing these things. Is to have the discussion. Um, so, if, if, if for those of you. Because there's probably some of you, like me, that like him. And see what he offers to this team. He works really hard. He runs runs around and wins the ball and, and does a couple of good things. Uh, one, one thing I do really like about Dan James as well is, of course, um, he was playing on the right at certain points, which is still him out of position. I noticed a lot from him today. He got the ball, and when he realised he couldn't go forward, he did look for that pass. Now, I don't mean to compare Rashford and Dan James, but Rashford's really bad at that, um, especially in this game today. He just kind of charges forward and doesn't look around sometimes. Don't get me wrong, I really like Rashford. I think he's a really good player, but they've they I mean they've both got things they can improve upon, but just looking at the two wingers today, because um, to me Greenwood's the striker. Um yeah, I, I just noticed that in both their games, uh that Dan James just looked for the pass and Rashford didn't, and there's two chances obviously Rashford should have scored as well. 
But if somebody can tell me why Dan James gets so much hate at this this football club from the fans, I would I would love to know. Um, and you know what? He hasn't played that much lately. But in a couple of games he has played, he has actually scored. He scored today. He scored against Southampton. I know that eight other players did. But he scored against Southampton. And he scored against Leeds. Um, now, I know that he does usually tend to score when the scoreline's quite high. And he does tend to score like the last goal. Um, he scored the last goal against Leeds. Made it 6-2. Scored the last goal against Southampton. Made it last 9-0. And scored today and made it 4-0. But I just don't get this sort of like, oh, we're playing with 10 men because Dan James is on the pitch. Like, what, 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 is, I mean, he got an assist and a goal today. Like, what more do you, what more would you like him to do? Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's strange. Um, there's, now there's a very particular way you have to play when Dan James is in the, in the team. That sort of play, play the ball in behind so that he can run onto it. And then, of course, it's up to him once he's got that ball to decide what to do and that's ultimately where the question comes in as to whether or not he's going to deliver the final product because um, he's not really the type of player that's going to like beat somebody on the wing you're going to have to like play the ball in behind because um, I did notice quite a few times that he got the ball saw Bruno next to him whether whether he was on the right or the left he got the ball passed to like Bruno or Fred or somebody near him maybe it was Rashford or something um and I, I tried to count because I tried to keep my eye on Dan James a bit more than other players today because I was trying to I was trying to see what is it in this fan base that people are noticing that he's doing so wrong. Now I don't know if I missed anything, but I only noticed I only counted him losing the ball once today. Once uh, there was kind of like a deflected shot that he had, which I didn't. I don't really count as him losing the ball. What I mean by losing the ball is him actually having it and then getting tackled. Because uh, if you take a shot and it gets deflected, that's not really you losing the ball. That's just a deflected shot. Um, I only counted one. If somebody counted two or five or ten or something, then d- d- you just have to let me know. But uh, he scored. He made an assist. He lost the ball once and he contributed to the team. He had good work rate. Um, I should probably give him my player rating. I'm, g- I'm going to give him a ten today. Uh, and Some of you are probably flipping out and wondering what I'm smoking or whatever. But... Uh, that's just that's just that's just what I saw. That's just my perspective. But he really does get a lot of hate in this fan base, and uh, I just don't quite understand. So, if any of you would like to have a healthy discussion with me about that, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, I'd like to see him start more because we're never going to really know how good he is until we give him more game time. And that same rule that I've just mentioned applies to two other players. <coughs> Tellers and Van der Beek as well, uh, who kind of are seen as like secondary players. And this also digs into what I've talked about before, which is Ollie's lack of changing the team around. Uh, you probably could have taken Fernandez out and played Van der Beek today because he's another player in your team. Um, I don't know, like you, you probably could have played Williams instead of Wambasaka. You've got to start trying to trust your players at some point and not play the same players all the time. Because how many games this season has Bruno, Maguire, Wan-Bissaka and Rashford played? Now I know that they're all first team players. But you've got to do some more of that rotation. When you're in four cups. Which I know that we're in three at the moment. Uh, Europa League, Premier League and FA Cup. We're out of the Carabao Cup obviously. When you're in four competitions. You've got to rotate your squad more. And the only way you're going to find out if your secondary players are good enough. Is if you actually put them on the pitch and put the ball at their feet. So uh, I hope that this I hope that this is doesn't become an issue for someone like Diallo as well. 
uh, where you're bringing him on in the 80th minute and, and that kind of thing. So I don't mean to be so negative on that. I know we won 4 now. It's very good. I'm just trying to look at like other situations and things that are still not quite right. So, Which I feel like I have to do. But anyway, um, let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll do the other player ratings. See you for that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, a new Gaming Talk episode this week talked about the uh, Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart upcoming game, which is going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Uh, It's got a release date, which is the 11th of June, so we talked about that. Uh, Sonic, the the sequel to the, the film... Adaption uh, has got a date as well, the 8th of April 2022, so some point next year. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to look forward to. There was also a gameplay showcase released. It was only one minute long, but there was actually quite a lot in there, uh, which is for the upcoming uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, which is the kind of sort of remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it, for uh, Oddworld Exodus, if some of you remember the uh, the good old classic PlayStation 1 game. Uh, it's getting a remaster, but also some additional things put onto it as well we talked about all of that on the on the gaming talk podcast uh i also talked about little nightmares 2 hitman 3 uh untitled goose game and robert talked about um velheim i think it's called the the other game that he's playing uh so we talked about a bunch of those things uh speaking of little nightmares i did my review it is a spoiler free spoiler split review you can listen to the first half if you've not played the game gave it a must play rating which is our highest rating system for video games and I called it a masterpiece because I believe that it is. That is Little Nightmares 2. It's available to be played at the moment. Uh, United cast for the 1-1 West Brom draw. Uh, the World of the Last of Us uh, episode talking about the Joel and Ellie casting choices. Bella Ramsey for Ellie in the HBO TV series. And Pedro Pascal who is of course the Mandalorian himself on 
the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. He's going to be playing the role of Joel, so I talked about that. Did a uh, One Division character theories spoiler episode? You will need to be caught up to date with One Division in order to be able to listen to that episode because there'll be spoilers in the podcast because I've written that in the title. Uh, but just some theories as to who maybe could show up just based off my own judgment kind of thing and uh, who makes kind of sense to show up in the show as well. Uh, so you've got that. The one they'll win against West Ham in extra time in the FA Cup. Uh, so we've got that. HBO Max's International Release Problem podcast. Disney Plus podcast. Talking about their release schedule and that sort of thing. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and you can also search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform and get yourself subscribed. Let's do some player ratings. Dean Anderson, I'm going to give him a 9. I thought he was uh, very, very good. Made a couple of good saves. Didn't have a ton to do. Is a 9 a bit high, actually? It's difficult with goalkeepers. I've always kind of said that. Where, okay, if they don't have a lot to do, what do you actually give them? Because it's the same with a player. Like an outfield player. If someone doesn't really get on the ball very much and doesn't do much, which goalkeepers often don't, because they're not always involved in the game. What do you give them? Um, made did make a couple of good saves. I thought he was he he had a good sign of partnership with Bailey and Maguire as well. Because that is kind of a three partnership thing, isn't it? The goalkeeper and two centre backs. I'll I'll just stick with nine. Why not? One Basaka and give him a four. I thought it was poor today. Uh, I don't know if some of you noticed. Now this might sound a little bit nitpicky. At some point, I think. Um, before before about the 20 minute mark, maybe about 10-15 minutes in, there was a pass that he made, right? Now this gets into like the wing play problems that I've talked about before and the whole right winger issue that we've got. Um, I think somebody passed the ball to Wambasaka. He started running forward. James was on the right at that point. James was running forward. Fernandez was making this kind of diagonal run towards the right because that's where there was space. There was a defender in between. James and uh, Fernandez, and um, so you got th- you got three players basically in front of Juan Basaka. One of the uh, Sociedad uh, defenders, Fernandez to the left of that, and then James to the right, and he passed the ball right th- right through all three of them. <laughs> I, I can't remember if it went for a goal kick or if somebody else picked the ball up or if it went to the goalkeeper, but his pass was so fast it went past all three players. <laughs> I just remember I just it kind of stuck out in my mind at the time I was like what what kind of pass is that and I know Dan James is quick but he's not Sonic you know I know some people make a joke about calling him Sonic the Hedgehog but because he is very fast but he's still a human being uh, I know Fernandez is quick but he's not going to make that pass he just sort of whacked the ball right out of the pitch and I thought why are you kicking the ball so hard? But yeah, I'll give, I'll give him a four. I don't think he's been very good as of late. Again, I think there could be fatigue problems. I think I mentioned him a second ago. Uh, you know, Wambasaka, Maguire, Fernandez, Rashford—they all—they all just play so much football. Um, it, it's weird as well among our fan base. I'm—I'm I'm seeing a lot of weird comments about like, oh, Wambasaka needs a rest. He needs some competition. We need to buy a right backup right back. Are we all forgetting that Brandon Williams plays for this football club? Like what? Well, I know we had three right backs. No, four right backs. Yeah, we had four right backs at one point. We had one Basaka, Delo, who's gone on loan to Roma or somewhere. I can't remember exactly where he's gone on loan. Fossumens has been sold for one million, and I'm not actually joking. That did happen. And Brandon, sorry, one Basaka, 
Delo, Fossi Mensa and Brandon Williams. Williams and Wambasaka are still there. Delo's on loan and Fossi Mensa has been sold. So we've got three right backs. Why do we need another one? And I, I was hearing all this discussion the other week about like Max Ahrens from um, is it Bournemouth, Norwich, somewhere like that. And I'm thinking, why do like what's that going to do to Brandon Williams's career? Because to me, it's pretty simple. You got Wambasaka and Williams on the right, or, or on the right side, and then you got Tellez and Shaw. We've done a very good job of of switching over Tellez and Shaw, um, in in that sense. So that's pretty much settled. But why do we need another right back when we got Williams and we're barely playing him as it is? If you bring in someone like, let's say we do by Max Aaron's or Dunno comes back from loan, that's gonna not be very good for Williams's career. So anyway, I uh, give him a four. Bailey and Maguire, I'm gonna give them both a nine. I thought they were brilliant today. Just proves mine and everybody else's points that uh, and Gary Neville point Gary Neville himself, of course, former Manchester United player, pointed this out on like a Monday night football segment. Maguire's problem is Lindelof and Lindelof's problem is Maguire because they don't work as a partnership. I would be quite interested to see. Now I know I've said that I want Lindelof to leave because he's been very bad. I would be interested to see okay what what would Bailey look like next to Lindelof? Um cuz Lindelof is somewhat similar to Maguire at certain points um cuz they're kind of the same type of player but then you put Bailey who's actually got pace next to one of those two Maguire obviously works um probably our best partnership uh Bailey and Maguire. I would be interested to see just just for that one game um you'd have to do it in a game that's not really very important. Um, Bailey next to Lindelof. What would that look like? I'm just I'm curious. I don't think that partnership has, has, has ever happened before. I know we've had. Um, I remember we had a back four once. Lindelof was at right back. This was this season. Lindelof was at right back. Bailey and Maguire were at centre back, and then I think it was Shaw or Tellers at left back because uh, he didn't want to basically put. Um, Maguire out of the team and Lindelof was at right back. Uh, Lindelof actually had an all right game at right back, which was strange because he's got no pace. But uh, yeah, I would be interested in that. But Maguire and Bailey is just clearly light and day our best centre back pairing. It's just because obviously Bailey gets some injuries um, and his injury record has been very bad. But uh, yeah, I'd give them both a nine. I thought they were brilliant. It's It's just so refreshing to see the two of them. And I remember saying, I think it was around Christmas. Uh, Christmas period when I wasn't podcasting because I was on a Christmas break. Uh, they were playing so well together for about th- th- three, four, maybe five games in a row, and it was really good to see. Uh, so give them both a nine. Tellers, I'll give a six. I thought we was all right. Uh, could have done slightly better. Could have been worse, I suppose. But uh, I give him a six. I thought it was all right. So yeah. Uh, McTominay, I'm going to give him a 9. Really good to see him getting forward and have some attacking intent, which is what he's supposed to be in the team to do. I think it was great. Uh, Fred, I'm going to give the same score. I uh, just don't want to see him making those forward passes because they never work. Because uh, that's not what he's good at. So, um, But yeah, I thought they were both good. I'll give them both 9s um, as well, I suppose. They were very, very good. Uh, Greenwood, I'd give him a 9 as well. You're going to get some high scores, I think, today from me. Uh, Greenwood, I'd give him a 9 as well. Uh, other than, of course, Wambasaka, who I've just given a 4-2. Um, yeah, Greenwood looked lively, looked really good. I uh, just want to see him play up front. I want to see him play up front for like an extended period of time, for about 5-10 to 10 games. Not just like one game now and again where he's switching between three different roles, like he did today. But, uh, yeah, very, very good. Um, my man of the match, got to be really good performance. Two goals and, uh, did he get an assist as well, Bruno? 
Um, trying to remember. I'm just looking through the summary. No, Rashford got the assist for the first goal. James got the assist for the second. Uh, Fred got the assist for the third. And then Bailey got the assist for the fourth. So no no, no uh, assist from Bruno. But he did get two of the goals. Very well taken. And don't ask, not underestimate what I said. That's that second Bruno goal. Which I think was the second actual goal. Um, that's a very difficult shot to do. Just from that kind of angle. That position. And, and everything like that. So uh, yeah. He gets a 10 from me. Man of the match. Very very good performance today. And it's Bruno Fernandes. You know he often shows up doesn't he. So uh, Dan James. I'm going to give him a 10 as well. Because I don't care. Um, if I don't care about the hate that he's getting in this squad. Lost the ball once. Mr. Shorey, I mean, he didn't miss the goal, but he should have maybe scored it that second chance. Uh, took his third chance, not, not his second chance, sorry. Didn't t- quite take his first chance, but did take his second chance. Got a goal, got an assist, lost the ball once from my count. So it's a very good game in my opinion. But uh, his decision making was really good. Looked a bit more confident on the ball today. I think everybody mainly did, but uh, looked a little bit more confident on the ball, which is what he's lacked at certain points. Um, but... Yeah, I don't see what he was supposed to have done massively wrong today. Um, so yeah, he gets a 10 from me. Uh, Rashford, I'm going to give him a 4. Um, I both think it's, it's both a combination with me for Rashford where the two goals, um, the two the first two chances he had, I know that he scored, so I probably should give him a higher score. But, uh, you know, I will, I will, so I'll give him a 5 instead of a 4, which I know is still quite low, but still. Uh, did take his third chance, um, missed his first two, should have scored at least one, if not both of those. Um, just not very good decision making as of lately, uh, Rashford. I don't know why that is necessarily. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I, I personally would have put Greenwood up front. Or if you were going to take Greenwood off from Marshall. Put one, either the Greenwood or Marshall up front. Towards the end. Put James on the left. Take Rashford off. And put Diallo on the right. That's what I would have done. So yeah. Because <clears throat> both both um, both James and Greenwood should have got 90 minutes today. I think. Uh, Greenwood didn't. But uh, James did. So there you go. Um, but that's my thoughts on that. Uh, let's go to the subs bench quickly. Uh, Diallo. What do I give Diallo? He was only on for 8 minutes. Um, do you know what? I'll give him a 7. Why not? I thought it was kind of above average. Uh, showed a good little bit of intent. Lost the ball once, but you can't he's, you can't judge him yet. Uh, so it's very difficult for me to kind of give him any sort of score. Uh, Martial, I'll give him an average 6. Looked alright. Looked slightly better than what he has done recently. Uh, I don't want to feel like I've got an agenda. I don't want it to seem like I've got an agenda against Martial, but uh, just needs to kind of improve on certain things. I think as well. Um, but yeah, I'll give I'll give him an average six. He did he did look a bit brighter today, so I'll I'll give him that. Uh, Matter and Matic, I didn't really notice particularly. I have to say. So I'm just noticing something about the bench. Uh, there's one thing from each team to notice. We've got two goalkeepers on the bench. Because <laughs> uh, Henderson started. Uh, of course he didn't get subbed off. De Gea and Lee Grant are both on the bench. Now I've never seen Lee Grant play football. Ever. He's probably been playing in the reserves. Or the under 23s or something. Lee Grant who I think is about 38 or 40. Signed for Manchester United. I don't know why. Because we've got Romero who we don't seem to play anymore. Is he still out of the club, Romero? I heard something about he might be leaving, but I, I never saw anything official on that. 
Uh, Romero, who's still here, who's actually been quite a good you know player for the club. Henderson, who's coming through the team, and De Gea, who's still number one. Why is Lee Grant still here? No disrespect to him, like, but I, I never. I think he've. I think we've had him for about three seasons, three or four seasons. Uh, I've never ever even. I mean, the only time I've ever se- like physically seen him, um, have been on like a Man United YouTube training video. That's it, and maybe like a picture of him when he signed. Um, but I've never ever even seen him play football. I don't know why he's at this club. Uh, but he was on the bench. We got two goalkeepers on the bench for some reason. Um, so yeah. And the other thing I'm noticing about the uh, Sociedad bench. They've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 players on the bench. 11 of them are Spanish. And one of them is French. I just thought that was interesting. So... Yeah, interesting things from today. But uh, let me know what you think anyway. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, did you enjoy the game? You probably did if you're a main eyed fan because we won 4 0. Uh, what do you think of Dan James? Please honestly let me know what you think. Uh, do you think he's overrated, underrated? Got too, hate, too much hate towards him? I, I just I don't I don't get it I don't get all this hate like what was he was he supposed to have done so wrong Yes I know he's had bad forms of play in the past Every player does but <laughs> I don't get it I re- I'm really genuinely puzzled at that So maybe maybe this is something I don't see So uh, let me know what you think uh, And what did you think of Diallo Good to see him come on as well Number nineteen of course is is his kit number uh, Good to see that as well uh, Just wanted him to play for a little bit longer. And for him to actually play, you know, on the right wing. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Four 0 So uh, we should be through to the next round. I don't know which round that would be. Um, this was um, round of thirty-two, I think. Whatever. Um, well, I'll see you on Sunday for the Newcastle game, which is at seven o'clock for some reason. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that game as well. Of course, that's in the Premier League. Uh, so we'll see you all for that. But in, to me, in, blah, in the meantime, you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and of course, as you're listening to Manchester United podcasts. Uh, so keep your eyes out for all that. You can, of course, search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platforms. Get yourself subscribed and please consider rating and reviewing the feed. Just tap on the little star rating and uh, five stars, please. That would be helpful. Uh, so that helps us out as well. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of it, Patreon, we're on there, the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, word of mouth, if you want to uh, tell people that you know about our content, you can do that. That would be very, very helpful. You can either just tell people about it or you can use social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use. Uh, so please consider doing that. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David's got you covered. Geek Town to Credit UK and Geek Town Radio. Um, he's posted some things today about some renewals and things like that. So check all that out. And of course, check out Geek Town Radio itself as well on Tuesdays. You might hear a familiar voice from this week's episode. That that familiar voice might be me. Uh, so go and check that out for this week's episode. Uh, Beck streams daily at the moment over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. I might... Might stream... Untitled Goose Game tomorrow. Um, I was playing a bit of it today. It feels like a game that's really good for me to stream. I have streamed a bit of it in the past. But uh, I might stream a bit more of it tomorrow. So keep your eyes out on that. You can follow me on Twitch. EtalkUK for all of that as well. Uh, Thanks for listening. And I will see you next time. Goodbye.